What are you listening to? You don't know that the guy's just put I know that. No, this is one that I know. Tom Brady's bordering now on Godlike. You gotta put the bourbon down and go to a doctor. He's... All right, listen up, y'all. What's up, everybody, and welcome to Bump and Run. I'm Pete Colasano, joined as always by my good friend Scott Bracy. What's going on, dude? Good afternoon, Peter. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. Did you enjoy your week off? We didn't do the podcast last week. And, uh, uh, yeah, you're my, a very uh, busy man. Very busy my, man. My nephew, proud to uh, announce he graduated Pascack Hills High School. Incredible, dude. I still remember way. you not very, what feels like not very long ago, you sending me or posting pictures on Facebook. And I swear he was like nine. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's a little boy. And now he's, it's just crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's crazy from my angle too, man. It's uh, I'm very proud of him going to the University of Hartford in Ooh, Connecticut. Very nice. Um, so we had a nice, uh, nice couple of days celebrating him. So, very yeah, cool. Very cool. Yeah, Thank I posted you. some pictures of my kids poolside on Facebook, and I had a couple of people comment like, "Oh, not babies anymore, huh?" And it's yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. like all right, I thought yeah. the same actually. Yeah. yeah, you know the one I'm talking about. Yeah, so yep. it is funny, yep. man. They grow up so goddamn fast that it's a hell of a thing to see. So. I'm feeling good here today. I have my dad's executive desk here in my place, and this is, I've been waiting, Jesus, I've been waiting like four and a half months to be in this spot in the apartment, so I'm excited. I feel good. I got a little extra juice today, because I feel like I'm in my proper location finally, so be ready. There might be some, you know, fireballs being thrown at you, and I don't mean shots. Although that would be fun. We should do that. We should do like every. We should do an episode where if if I call you out or you call me out on saying something stupid, we have to do a shot. Although we might not make it to the end of the episode, so we we might get banned doing podcasting <laughs> yeah. at that point. Um, before uh, one quick question before we start, how yeah. was your Father's Day? It was good. I don't usually enjoy father's day because to me it's just i remember my dad and he's not here um so it's very difficult for me i just would rather it not be father's day but i am a dad also so i try to maybe think about that in the morning and think about that at night but the rest of the day be with my kids and i had a great day with my kids we were we got to be by the pool and we got to hang out we had some great food and all that kind of stuff so And we had, uh, as usual on Father's Day, we had the U.S. Open, which to me was not the most terribly exciting Open ever, but certainly the last, we'll say, two hours or so changed that a lot. So so we'll get to that a little later. Um, But we'll start off with the bad news. We always try to get the bad news out of the way. Um, There has been a rash of what I'll call... uh, deaths of the too young lately one of them two of them specifically way too young couple uh, players in their 20s and then tony siragusa who while not in his 20s 55 is just way too young for him to have passed super bowl champion uh sideline reporter for what was it cbs maybe fox for fox got you um pretty crazy to think that young I'm four. I'm gonna turn. I'm gonna be 49 in just a matter of days at this point. And to think that someone 55, we don't know cause of death yet, but kind of put you on alert. You know what I'm saying? And you know who were the other two dudes? One of them was a Baltimore Raven, and one of them was an NBA player. I don't know his first name, but his last name was Ferguson. He was 26 years old. I'm not sure if he was still on the Ravens or not. And then the other one was Purdue star center Caleb Swanigan. 
who not, again, like we were talking about before, not too long ago, it feels like he was beating up the Big Ten. Uh, it's yeah, I feel like in, in the report that I saw, like said, like natural causes. I'm like, that's not yeah. natural. I don't care what the. It's not natural for a 25 year old no. to pass, man. Come on. No, no, no. Ah, oh, it's like heartbreaking, and these are like. The, you, you kind of look at them and you say these are the best of the best, the fittest of the fit, the healthiest people that we have to offer. And they're, ugh, I can't even imagine. Yeah. Like they're, I always say, like, don't feel bad for them. They're gone. They're not feeling anything. Feel bad for their parents, their families. Like they're dealing with that kind of thing. It's just, I can't even imagine what a parent would feel like. Your son makes it to the professional level, level makes it to an elite level, and then they pass like so quick. Yeah. I just. I can't even imagine. It's never easy, but I'm just thinking like you get the highest of the high, and then right after the lowest of the low. It's just hard to um, hard to fathom at that such a young age. Um, Syracuse is an interesting case. He has a restaurant, had a restaurant over there in the Parsippany area. Uh, I can't remember the name. Tiff's. Of it. Yes, Tiffany's. Yeah, and um, I've been there a few times. Very good food. If I'm not, I'm uh, be totally. I might have as well. Yeah, <laughs> nice bar area as well. Just saying. Um, fun dude. Everybody loved him on the sideline, especially this is a guy that does not hold back. He lets it rip, and that's kind of what made him so fun. And I think also because he's so goddamn big, he wasn't afraid to say anything because he didn't give a shit what anybody said back to him because he didn't feel threatened by anybody. So um, it's just something else. It's something else. So, you know, we say our best wishes for their families and uh, hope they're able to find some peace in such a horrible time for them. Yeah, I don't know if you listened to Dan Patrick yesterday or not. I, I didn't get a chance to. He was comparing, you know, what does Gronk do in retirement for uh, as long as he stays retired until Tom calls him. But yeah. Can he can he do like a, a Tony Saragusa? Back in the end zone, a little goofy reporting kind totally of thing. Totally makes sense, actually. It's a good I got call. from work yesterday. Rothenberger calls me. He goes, dude, did you hear what happened to Saragusa? And I'm like, No. Because he died. Oh, he, he, he mentioned he, that he, before he, he before the news. Yesterday morning. Oh, that's just crazy. So then Dan said today, he goes, I was getting all kind of calls and texts around 4.30 yesterday about about Saragusa. And Dan's going, oh, what, do you hear the show? about what Does he have an opinion about Gronk? Oh, so my God. And they have a relationship because they work together. That'll Saragusa make you feel bad. Man cave. Yeah. So he was like, yeah, Jesus so he was Christ. a little emotional this morning, as you can imagine. Yes, yeah, certainly. Yeah, it was eerie. Bananas. Bananas. So, again, we hope peace for their families and um, just pretty crazy. Uh, some other news before we get to the fun stuff. Uh, I don't know if this is good or bad. It just is what it is. You know what I mean? And um, so Deshaun Watson has settled out of court, at least in the civil case, with 20 of the 24 women that have accused him of what would we call sexual harassment. Is that what the charges basically were? I think we could probably keep whatever. It there. Yeah, illegal touching. Uh, yeah, all that kind of stuff. Um, so, what does that mean? It doesn't necessarily mean anything. Um, some people will take that and say, "Well, it's an admission of guilt." You can't, you can't do that. And other people will say, "Oh, the women were just in it for the money." Well, you know, if somebody offered you, I don't know what the number is. We we don't know yet, and I don't know if we ever will know. But if somebody offered you a quarter million dollars. Uh, that's money you wouldn't have had just a week ago. That dick was wet, you know, wagged in your face, regardless. And I, I, that, I'm just saying, like, that's life changing money. It's easy to say you would turn it down because that's the right thing to do. Okay, like maybe if you're making a quarter million a year, then you're saying like I'm not doing that. But if you're a, a masseuse 
making eighty five thousand dollars a year and you got a kid or whatever you got a, a mortgage or what i don't know 250 grand it's not so easy i'll you know you, it's easy to say but it's not so easy to do that oh, i wouldn't take it that eh, makes a lot of problems go away dude so you know and and with that said there's still four i guess there's still four cases that are still open and as we've talked about in the past there were 60 women that at least gave him massages. So there might be some others out there because we know in the last what month or two there have been two new, uh, yeah. two new ones that came forward. So there still could yeah. be more that come forward. And how many do you need? As far as his reputation, as far as what happens if it goes to court and what women say. What what I heard, at, um, and it might have been Florio, and I can't even stand agreeing with him at all. Um, but the idea might be, how many do you need to... No, you know what? I can't give Florio credit. It was, um, it was like, the Keish, I think it was Keyshawn and Jay Will were saying, and Max wasn't agreeing with them because Max is an idiot, but they were saying, one woman, if one woman comes forward and takes this all the way to court, she speaks for 24, for 25. Yeah. Because we're, gr yeah. we're grouping them all together because the charges are all similar. They're all the same. He did yeah. the same to all of them. So if one speaks, she's speaking for 24. And I know right now one of them is refusing to budge. We'll see if the number goes up and Good. we'll see what happens. But I mean, for 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 the sake of news, for the sake of justice, I would hope at least one of them will take this all the way through so we can see. Because if one of them takes it all through, all the way through, we'll get information. We'll find out. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And then others can be called as witnesses. They're not part of the case, but they're witnesses. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. Um, this is obviously him at least saying this. At the very least, this is him saying this could go on for a really long time. And the league is pretty much telling him if this is still continuing, you can't play. That's That's got to be what happened, right? Like if you have 24 civil cases against you, you cannot play football in this league. Had to be the case. Wouldn't you think? Well, I think, um, I think there was a, a report that when Miami – was looking to trade for him that he had, he had to settle before anything got got moved. Yeah, and so, he didn't want to settle at that point. He was yeah, so pretty I, steadfast I saying he wouldn't do it. Now, now, do you think maybe there's something that he get word from the league? If you settle or some, or if the cases go down, you get less suspension? Well, I don't know if it's going to be... Well, that's a good question. I don't know. I'm sure he was... I'm sure, at the very least, his lawyers and agent were in communication with the league. And... While it may not have been that direct of, hey, if you get this over with, it'll be right. less. Right. I'm sure the conversation went something more like, listen, this is this doesn't look good. I can't see or we can't see allowing him on the field in front of our male and female fans who look at this as offensive. And he's playing while these civil suits are, you know what I mean? Like they, yep, they'll yep, massage yep. the English language a little bit for him no to pun get intended. The, yeah, ex <laughs> exactly. <laughs> pun intended. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll get, we'll, we'll hand job the English language just oh. to, okay. Um, to get the picture clear, like, dude, because it's impossible. You can't have like, you can't be in court no. Monday and Tuesday and playing football on Sunday for a league that has had issues with, Suspensions, yeah, for physical less. assaults and stuff for like a lot less. Yes, this is the problem. Footballs. This is what I wanted to ask you. You think of some of the suspensions that have come down in this league on players for conduct. Mm -hmm. 
like what what do you think is like cuz I'm thinking like you just, I think you mentioned once before Calvin Ridley. Yeah. I mean, he's getting a full fucking year, dude. He can't play an entire season because he bet $1500 on a football game that he wasn't, he wasn't even correct. That he wasn't even involved in. Correct. Right? He's losing a whole season and Deshaun Watson and, can and fucking mention, smack someone to, in the face with his dick and he's only going to get 8 games. Just to compound off that too. All these guys play fantasy football too. Of course. Which is a money league. So Greg Hardy, what did Greg Hardy have? Guns under his bed. Yes, like, one off. like like AKs. Four games. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They gotta they gotta square that, dude. Like he he got he got a quarter. <laughs> yeah. It's it's um that's the thing, right? And and here's the thing too. If it was one or two, and they settled out of court, you can kind of say, you know, well. It could have just been a money grab, and I totally understand because I understand. I get it with rich people, with millionaires and billionaires. It's easier to give away a hundred grand than it is to fight. You want these situations to go away, you know what I mean? I get that. I'm not. I'm not condemning them for the payments, um, but this is not one or two. This is like you're in the twenties now. Like this is a significant yep. n- number. It's ugly. It's ugly. We we've talked about how Cleveland to me, and I think we both agree, and it's Cleveland screwed up. Like, you yeah. made that move way too quick, and you gave him way too much to make him the richest player in the fucking league, in guarantee, all in guaranteed money. Like, it's just oh, bananas. It's bananas. Yep. Yeah, I'm yep. sure they made it somewhat clear, and they, they put some kind of message. Like, dude, if you want to play anytime soon, you're going to have to get this over and done with. And then start some kind of, like, marketing campaign to you know rehabilitate your fucking name because his name is shit right now it's shit i swear to god you know you know when that season starts it'll be the first goddamn preseason game or whenever is the first one he's allowed yeah. to step on the I, field i know, I know where you're going with it there'll be women there'll be a, a yeah. hundred women outside the stadium picketing with signs and making a scene then the news is going to eat that shit up dude they're going to have yeah. cameras all over that uh and it won't end so anyway We'll see what happens with that. You you came up with this great idea this week. Before we get to it, we're gonna do we're gonna talk a little bit about Chris Sims' top forty quarterbacks. Just a little reminder: uh, if you're watching on YouTube, um, you know we have the podcast. You can listen on Spotify, on Anchor, on Google Podcasts, anywhere you find podcasts. We're available on. Oh, I almost forgot. We're available on uh, iPhone, uh, Apple Podcasts as well, which is super convenient for all you iPhone listeners. And on the other side, if you only tend to listen on the podcast, uh, don't forget, if you're interested, you can watch us on YouTube. Go to BNR Clips, and you can see our lovely faces. Scotty here, single man, always available if you have a younger sister or an older mom or something. Like, he's <laughs> he's, he's not prejudiced. He's he's available and, and uh, likes to have a good time. So, you know, you might want to forward that to somebody. You never know. You know, you never know who would be interested. So... Um, so, t- <laughs> so Chris Sims has his top forty quarterbacks. It's an interesting list, and I give S- Chris Sims before we even get into the list per se. I give Sims a lot of credit because he, when it comes to these kind of things, you know, we've talked about his, you know, usually like his pre-draft quarterback rankings, and for for a few years in a row now, he's gotten some shit. And if you look back over the last four or five years, he's more often right than he is wrong. Um, so. When, I agree. when he puts out lists like this, while I won't always agree with him, I give him a lot of credit because he doesn't just go with the flow. He doesn't just go with what everyone else is saying to do. 
So you had this cool idea of looking at the list and saying, let's let's talk about some on the list that might be too high and then others that might be too low. So why, you want to throw a name out or two that are on the too high side right now? Too high for me right away is Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I got him on my list for sure. I, I mean, how can you put him 13 where you don't know what's going on? Yeah. Never mind it's a new team. Uh with a lot of question marks at wide receiver, tough division. So that for me stood out right away. And me for um, and me on that list right behind him is Matt Ryan, who's been to a Super Bowl, has put up monster monster numbers and done it for a long period of time, and now he's on the Colts. Uh, I right off the bat, just those two at the very least, I would switch those two right then and there. I would have Matt Ryan probably a little higher than that, but I think I'd have Tannehill ahead of Watson right now as well. To be honest with you, you might. They have some. They have some question marks at wide Yeah, not for too. anything. You can't even say like Deshaun Watson's playoff performances haven't been any better than Tannehill's playoff performances. So, and and Tannehill's gotten his team to be the number one seed in the AFC. So you make a great point there too. Um. Go ahead. Why don't you give me one that you think? Well, my first one that I had on the list, you know, I'm not a fan, is uh, Dak Prescott. Yeah. I I just think he's super overrated. Um, I think people – listen, Dak Prescott is a great guy. I think he's a superb leader. I think he's a top half of the league quarterback. I just don't think he's a great quarterback. And to have him – where the hell did I got him? At nine? Uh, I'm not there, dude. And when I look at some of the guys that are behind him, I'm sorry. And, and I think we're gonna yeah we're gonna find out this year and in the subsequent years just how good Dak Prescott is because he's lost a couple of his best receivers the line isn't the same um, Zeke's not the same Zeke's not the same I think people because of those things I mentioned I think people want him to be good I think people want him to succeed and I get that because he's a likable dude. Yeah. Uh, he's a hard guy not to like like he after the broken leg too all of back, it all of yeah. it just he always says the right thing. He takes responsibility, and and that's why I want to be clear. Like I'm, I I would take Dak Prescott as my quarterback. I just don't think he's a top ten quarterback in this league. I'm not saying he's in the twenties or something like that, but I can name a few guys. Like I said, I mean, I would probably switch him with Lamar Jackson, Derek Carr, uh, again Matt Ryan. I would probably switch him with Kirk Cousins. Uh, that's just I'm just being honest there. And frankly. Jimmy Garoppolo has an argument to be over Dak Prescott. Jimmy Garoppolo's been to yeah. multiple NFC championships game, championship games and a Super Bowl. Dak Prescott hasn't even come close to that. So as far as winning goes, it's at, between those two, it's actually not even close. So that's yeah, my thing. Yeah, I know. I, I know. Last week or the week before, we we touched on Kirk. You know, last year he played phenomenal. It wasn't it wasn't his fault at all why they were not a playoff. Statistically, he was huge. Kirk Cousins' problem is he doesn't show up really big in the big games or the prime time games, Monday night games, Sunday night games. He doesn't do particularly well, and that doesn't that's not a good look because it looks like you're choking under the bright lights. Um, so so that's not great. And then the other side is maybe he just doesn't play well under the lights. Maybe he doesn't play well at night. But yeah, I just you know. Prescott to me, eh, I could take him or leave him. There's a lot of guys in this league that I would take before him. There's there's uh, a lot of guys that I know that are already better than him, and then there are some rookies or younger quarterbacks yeah. that haven't. They're not better than him yet, but I would take them um, with the ceiling. I would take him because of the, uh, the potential. Absolutely. I got two guys that are too low for me here. I got one more too high. Oh, go ahead, please. Sir. I got one I'm more sorry. too high. Um, 
and I love him, so this is not a knock in any way, shape, or form. I just think if we're being honest, this is a bit much. Joe Burrow should not be number yeah. four ahead of Aaron Rodgers, Matthew Stafford, Tom Brady. Come yep. the fuck on, dude. Yeah, yeah. And what universe are you talking? Are we talking about, like, would you take him over these guys now? Because, what, Aaron Rodgers is 38 and Tom Brady's 45? That's not what this list is supposed to be. That's, at least that's not, not what I thought this was ranking the best, ranking them in order. And if you think anybody on the planet, you if you think Tom Brady is not as good right now as Joe Burrow, you're smoking too much weed, dude. You're you're on, you're on crystal meth. I mean, or Aaron Rodgers, are you fucking bananas? So that's like, what I was going to start off with. Too low for me is Tom Brady. Yeah, that's, that's I, I mean, crazy. That's, that's that's just ridiculous. Number eight. I mean, he's got a hard on for Brady for whatever reason. You know, he's always does he really? Ego, and DP's always like. Chris, this is like the fourth year in a row. You, you wait. Listen, I, I, Tom's a friend. I was a teammate with him in New England. I like him. He's but well, listen, and he keeps mentioning the age. Like you just said, this isn't what the list. You you can't have him fall off a cliff until he falls off a cliff. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. If he keeps proving it to you, when he leads the league in in, in, in touchdown passes and yards, this you is what can't I'm saying. Like, what are we talking? <laughs> Joe Burrow's better than just if you just took the if you just left the name blank. And you just had the guy who led the league in touchdowns. He led the league in touchdowns, led the league in passing yards, and won his division. Yeah. <laughs> you don't put anybody ahead of that guy, and, and for the most part. I want, no one's doing it for Russell Wilson more than me. Right. He's not ahead of Tom Brady. Come on. It's just it's crazy. <laughs> it's just crazy. You know? So that, yeah, that's that that's a good one on your part. Um, um, and, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, yeah, okay. If you got another one, go ahead. I'll let yeah, you uh, I got Jalen Hurts here. Uh, I'm, um, I put that one, too. I think, I think they. So just for the record, just because for those who are just listening, Chris Sims has him rated at number twenty-five out of forty. And do you have the list in front of you? I do. Yes. Do sir. you want to say some right of the right. names that are ahead of him? But I, would, I think I would, we both agree are bullshit that it's ahead I of just, him. I was just about to. And, I was and let me let me preface it with this: you and I both have some questions about Jalen Hurts. I don't think either one of us think he's a top ten or fifteen quarterback. But this is a this is come on twenty. There's only thirty two starters in the league. Twenty twenty fifth, and some of the guys that are ahead of him, I really like, and I couldn't do that to this kid. That's so, that's crazy. Go ahead. So there's 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 a bunch here, but uh, we we're go I ahead. We're gonna talk about this for a minute. Yeah, feel free. Seventeen Baker Mayfield. The guy doesn't even know what's what team he's gonna be on in the fucking fall. He's got him ahead of Jalen Hurts. 18, Mac Jones. Listen, nice player. I like them coming out of school. Come on. He's got what he's got. 18 touchdown passes last year. Yeah, it's break. absurd. 19. This one, this one chaps my ass. I know it does. Carson Wentz. The guy single-handedly blew the fucking Colts playoff chances last year. Yeah. I think he's better than Jalen Hurts. But I think you're 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 playing with fire by. by you're also, by, but now there's also still six names in between the two. Yeah. Well, well, this you know what that'll that'll that comparison will certainly be put to the test this year, and that'll yes, be fun. Yes. So we'll see. Twenty Jimmy G. I don't have a problem with that. Right. Yeah, Twenty one. This, this is where it Jones, starts to get funky. Twenty one Daniel Jones. The guy's played what he nine stinks. games. Thanks. They're on, talking dude. about cutting him. They wouldn't even give him a fifth year option. Jalen Hurts led his team to the playoffs Come last year. And you got Daniel it's, Jones ahead of him. It's crazy. That's bananas. And, I, and I'm sorry to all my giant uh, friends, but I, I feel like there a lot of them will agree with me here. I, I agree totally, and I agree with the next one you're going to say. Your boy Zach Wilson it's, ahead of him, dude. It's crazy. 
And I like Zach Wilson, and I would, and this is one of those where I say I would take Zach Wilson over Jalen Hurts because of what's potential moving forward. But if you're just going to talk about yeah. where they are right yeah. now, are you kidding me? It's not even close. It's not even close. Jalen Hurts is way ahead. The next one to me makes us both sick. It's Justice, Justin Fields. Well, what's even worse is that Justin Fields in this list, in this totally retarded part, is ahead of Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> Did you think before you wrote that, Chris? How on what planet is Trevor is Justin Fields has she he's shown even a, a glimpse of being better than Trevor Lawrence? That's crazy to me too. But yes, better Jalen them Jalen Hurts? Stupid. No way. And and then we have Jalen Hurts at 25, Lawrence 25. So another one for me too. And what's and, just, and here, I, let me just add this. You got Jameis Winston at 26, just like inches. So Jalen Jalen Hurts is just an inch above Jay, uh Jameis Winston. Who was off to a phenomenal start last year before he yeah. blew out his knee? So it's like, come on, dude. Jared Goff at thirty. The guys, the dude. Guys, that's another one guys, that I got. The guy's been to a Super Bowl. He had a great last half of the year last year, and if their defense, thank was, you, if they didn't blow, they would have won four more games. Thank dude, you. I, that's is where Chris. It's absurd. That's absurd. Now, absurd. You got, I, now you got my blood pumping, dude. Here. You just nailed two of mine. I said the same thing with Jared Goff. I'm like, this is a fucking Super Bowl quarterback, dude. And. We both talked about how the what was it two years ago before the trade, he took he takes him to was it the NFC Championship game or the semi um semi yeah the uh, the, 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 the divisional championship game with a busted thumb they beat Seattle and then they they're they're in they're right in the game and he actually had a pretty goddamn good game against Absolutely. Green Bay Absolutely. so it's not like he choked in that position with a busted up thumb after he was benched for some fucking nutty guy in the first playoff game, dude. I think that's absurd. I Again, this is one of those where I say, it's kind of similar to Jalen Hurts where I say, it's not like I think Jared Goff is a ten is a, is a top 10 guy, but he's better than these guys. You ha Everybody you mentioned, other than maybe like Baker Mayfield, well, oh, no, I don't know. Yeah, like everybody you mentioned that, that shouldn't have been ahead of Jalen Hurts really shouldn't be ahead of um, Jared Goff either. And I'm looking at this thing. You got Tua Tagovailoa ahead of Jared Goff. The guy Marcus went to Mariota. a fucking Super Bowl. Marcus Mariota hasn't played a down in three years, and you got him ahead of a guy who's – I mean, come on. Listen, I think we're all kind of rooting for Mitch Trubisky, but we don't know what thing about him either. That was the other one. <laughs> I'm like, Mitch Trubisky ahead of Jared Goff? It's, 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 You're telling me if you had a draft right now and the last two guys that you could pick from were Mitch Trubisky and Jared Goff, you take Mitch Trubisky? Yeah, the right. fuck out of here, dude. Not on any planet, any day of the week, any holiday. Not Man, happening. I think, lot, I think a lot of Steelers fans would go, give me Jared Goff Yeah, right I'll now. take Jared Goff right now. Can we make that trade? No doubt. Jesus Christ. That one, yeah. Those are the two and big it, ones to me. And I know me and you are kind of on an island here, and I hope he proves this right with David Mills. Oh, Davis my God. Mills. You got my other one. But he's got like three backups ahead of this guy. Bro. I said this, dude. You you just totally stole my sorry, list. Sorry, it's buddy, so no, sorry. it's fantastic. I totally agree. Here's a guy who had. I should have looked it up. I ran out of fucking time. I think he had four or five 300 yard passing games. Oh, definitely. He definitely. didn't even start all 17 games, and he had uh, I think five, four, five, six 300 yard passing games with no team. He beat the Titans. <laughs> yes. Number one seed. He took the Colts to the end of the game, and he took the Patriots to the end of the game. 
with no team with no and team. no lame duck coach. Dude. Come on, man. I'm telling you. You know, in the end, we'll be proven right. And this will be, it'll be, you know, I don't know, like mid-November. And you and you and I will be doing one of those episodes where we're, we're like patting ourselves on the back and yeah. saying, uh, told you so. Yeah. Kenny Pickett so. starting for the Steelers. Trubisky's on the bench. Mariota's out for the year. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Baker Mayfield's fucking shoveling my driveway. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, like I looked at the Davis Mills and I'm like, you got Tyler Huntley ahead of Davis Mills. Dude, the guy threw 300-yard passing games last year. Tyler Huntley barely was able to survive. Geno Smith, who doesn't even know if he's going to play or be on the roster. Come on. Trey Lance, for Christ's sake, Chris. Well, that was another one. If you really want to say who's too high, Trey Lance is too high. Dude, he had like 15 total plays last year. How? What are you basing that ranking on? Uh, Like, I don't even know how you have Trey Lance ahead of Drew Locke right now. Like that's all, that seems unfair that Drew Locke is forty. Like, come on, seriously. I would I would have given him more credit if he put like Jalen Hurts and Gardner Minshew four spots away from each other than the list he's got going on. Dude, you can make an argument that Gardner Minshew's too low also at thirty seven. Yeah. He's not better than Tyrod Taylor. He's not better than Geno Smith or Sam Darnold. Or Tyler Huntley. If you put dude, if you put Gardner Minshew well, he might be on that team. Is he on is he on Carolina? No. He's what, on, he's on uh, the Eagles. Eagles. If yeah. you put Gardner Minshew on Carolina, Dude, that's a very interesting team. He's not better than Tua. He's not better than Marcus Mariota. You're fucking crazy, dude. And he was putting up those numbers on Jacksonville, who stinks. Yeah, he might be underrated, too. Daniel Jones is way too high. Oh, my God. That's absurd, dude. I don't know if I'm I'm more mad at the Fields one. It's See, that is just pure bias. You're not thinking clearly. You saw nothing. I'm sorry. You saw nothing last year that inspires any kind of hope nothing no and you can't even talk it into us what you saw like there's not one guy out there that could tell us i mean he averaged liked about him. he averaged like 140 yards passing a game and then he what are you going to give me the well he doesn't have the talent around him neither did Mate davis mills right and he averaged like 260 yards a game dude they, the, the lines were a laughing stock they played they, they played oh. every goddamn game hard to the hard as shit the game they had the Rams beat. Don't like, tell me yeah, that. Uh, they had the Rams beat in that game. The Super Bowl champion Rams. Dude. Yeah, that's it's fun, though. I knew we were going to get pumping. Carson Wentz is... St- I, why can't I let this fucking go? I, I just... The physical talent is there. That's why. I don't want to let that one go. I don't want to take... But, but, dude, it's... He's got to prove it. Obviously, he's got to prove it. And he did at times last year. He looked great at times last year. And then he looked like a high school quarterback at times. Worse. You know, I don't remember know. any of my guys ever playing like that. Making <laughs> making throws like that. God, I don't remember Mikey Naviola throwing it right to the, the defensive tackle for an interception return for a two-yard touchdown. I was watching, uh, you know they had the midseason hard knocks last year? Mm-hmm. They did it with the Colts? Yeah. He did not come off as very likable. Like, like you know, like you, you know, you surround the quarterback. He's a rah rah guy. You want you want to go out, like yeah. beers, dinner, whatever. No one seemed like really. And then he got COVID, and I think that really knocked him on his ass because he did not look the same after that. But man, that seems to be the knock on him is that he's not particularly likable. He doesn't yeah, really have a great a, rapport. A leader of men type in of in thing, the locker or, room. Yeah. What do you think about the top of the list? 
Yeah, well, I was just let me give you that. like the top eight. I'll give you the top eight here. Josh give Allen. Me that, give Pat- me the top ten. Give me the right. top ten. Give me the top ten here. Josh Allen at one. Patrick Mahomes at two. Justin Herbert at three. Four is Joe Burrow. Five, Aaron Rodgers. Six, Matthew Stafford. Seven, Russell Wilson. Eight, Tom Brady. Nine, Dak Prescott. Ten, Lamar Jackson. So Just on the I, outside of that is Derek Carr at number one. Yeah, 11. so I was going to say, I'll speak for you here because I know I can just on this topic alone. I would You would probably put Card 9 and probably Dak 11 or 12. Yeah. Right? Would that be fair? Yeah. All right, I probably would have Lamar 8, uh, Lamar 9, probably Dak or Card 10, 9 or 10 or 11, something like that. Um, I have no problem with Josh Allen at 1, but I think until Mahomes gets proven he can't do it, I think Pat's number one for I me. I kind of agree with that one. Yeah, I her Allen Herbert are interchangeable two and three. I personally would have Brady at four right now. Um, I'm sorry, but I got I have to have Brady against ahead a of Herbert and yeah. Burrow and Rogers and Stafford. Like yeah, I, I probably put Tom Brady at three. Okay. Like okay. I, I love Justin Herbert, you know that. But let's just keep it real, dude. He's yeah, he's that's fair. Missed the playoffs again with great receivers and. I, mean, I would I, I would drop Rodgers down to probably You would drop him. I would probably have him at six. See, I put him at four. I put Tom I Brady I at three. I mean, that's the list. When we did our quarterbacks that are not yeah. me, those were our top four, and there's a reason oh certainly a reason no, I, I that. did that. I, I know that. <laughs> I, I just I'm so I can't I'm not ready to say Joe Burrow is a better quarterback than Aaron Rodgers right now. I, just, I, I, I know. When you put it that way, you're right. However, I just like his weapons better than I like Rodgers right now. Oh, I agree with that totally. Stafford, I think I think Stafford's probably seven. Wilson's you know, maybe, maybe, yeah. Maybe Wilson is the only one that's like kind of where he belongs. Yeah, he's probably right around that spot. But, yeah. I, Which is funny because I think fo- – Four years ago or so, people would have had him top three, top five. Russell Wilson, yeah, yeah. and now he's a little removed. This is a big year for Kyler too, bro. Because you know now, and now you're getting the money situation. He was acting like a baby, and now Hopkins is out the first six. I know they traded for Hollywood, but I, he's not the same guy as, as Hopkins. You, you make. I'm glad you brought him up because there's a real argument to be made that he's way too high. Yeah, I mean he has no. Uh, playoff success. Every year he melts down the last four or five games of the season. There's an argument to be made that he should be behind Matt Ryan. He should be behind Ryan Tannehill. Baker Mayfield has had more success in this league. Baker Mayfield has a playoff win. Yeah. Baker Mayfield. Tannehill has a couple playoff wins. Tannehill has a few. Yeah, like Mac Jones at 18. That's fucking absurd. You could argue Mac Jones could be 28. I'm, I don't know what I don't know what the Patriots win loss thing is, but I'm taking the under next year. I just talk myself into it. You know, I was, and I like him. I like him. I like him too, and I thought he did a good job as a rookie. I just don't know how much more he's capable of. Like, you got to be really careful with these guys who come out of college that are quote unquote finished products. I gotta tell you, because it's like finished. I don't want to know that my guy's finished. Like this is it, and he just. Like, you watch Zach Wilson, and you're like, ooh, look at that. And then and then you fizzle, fizzle, fizzle. And you're like, God, there's just a lot more there. You watch Trevor Lawrence, and you're like, whoa. And then 
and then like a bunch of fucking mistakes and like craziness and retarded stuff. You watch Mac Jones and you look and you're like, mm. or even like a Justin Fields, you're like, God, there's got to be more there than that, yeah, right? Yeah, you look at Mac Jones and you're kind of like, that kind of looks like who he is. Like, I don't know how much better. Like, he's a really good decision maker, not particularly athletic, not not a particularly strong arm. Like, that kind of looks like who he is. Like, I don't know how much better you're going to get out of him. Right now, you take Goff or Jones? Or Mac jo- Oh, Jared Goff, no doubt. Exactly. It's so close. Yes. Both spots away from each other are Chris Simpson. It's, uh, it's absurd. It's so stupid. Yeah, I mean, you could go down the list. You could start going like Mac Jones. Uh, Winston. Mac Jones or Winston? That's a tougher one. That's yeah, a tougher one yeah, only I, because of Jameis Winston's history. When he was with Tampa, he was just a goddamn And now, and now no Sean Payton either. Right. That's a that's a good question. I think um, I think Belichick would take Mac Jones because he doesn't like all the fucking mistakes. But I think there are a lo- I th- yeah. I think yeah. there are a lot of coaches <laughs> in this league that would take. Fly in the seat of your pants. <laughs> I think there are a lot of coaches in this league that would take Jameis Winston, a healthy Jameis Winston, over Mac Jones. I think Mike Tomlin would. Andy Reid probably would. I think no, nah, maybe not because he did one with Alex Smith. I think he Maybe would not. take Jameis Winston because I think he could do some damage with Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston is a tremendous passer of the football, yeah, dude. He is. He tremendous. Is. Let's not forget he won a national championship at Florida State as a fucking freshman. Like he and he threw his way to that championship. So and that was mid crab leg eating too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he put his bib on and went to work. <laughs> oh my god! What a terrible! What a terrible look! That fucking idiot. Ugh. Yeah, I could. We could really pick this thing apart yeah, for a while, fun. man. That like two fun. at twenty nine. Like you know, come on. And then I, I've defended him, so I'm, I'm being a little hypocritical because he did go on a seven game winning streak. That, but it was preceded by a seven game losing streak. Yeah, and you know what though, too, dude. Like if, if you, if he put Tua at twenty one where Daniel Jones is, and he told me, listen, he trusts that Waddle Hill. Jacecki and the running game. It's an argument new, to be made. Coach is gonna, yeah, I'll, I'll buy that. It's an I'll argument to be made. But the Daniel Jones there. No. For, on what grounds? What grounds? Yeah, what's your what's your what's your argument? What's your what's your basis for that? Even at twenty three, what's Fields' argument? You have no Dude, argument for Fields. You none. get none of that for me. To me, he would be forty. You know me. You know what? I've been saying this since before the fucking draft. Before he got drafted, I said, you're making a mistake. I'm sorry. I'd have him at 40. I can't think of a single guy on this list that I would have him ahead of. That I would have him ahead of. Well, I'm a little salty with Teddy Bridgewater right now, so I can't defend Teddy. But Geno Smith seems a little high. 33. A little high. (laughs) Should he even be on the list? Christ. Oh my God! I'd rather Geno Atkins at thirty-three. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! All right, we'll wrap that one up. I, I could, I could really. Yeah, we we could we could do surgery on that all Oh, night. for sure, man. Jimmy Garoppolo gets no fucking respect. I get I it with you. the injuries. I man. told you, brother. Longer this goes, the more I'm, I like him. Uh, it, right? <laughs> it's funny. It's funny. Because like, there's no reason. You can't even use the injury thing that he's behind Carson Wentz because Carson Wentz gets hurt all the time, too. This is a guy that went to the Super Bowl in the NFC Championship game, and he had that goddamn game wrapped up in the NFC Championship game. 
he did throw an interception that might have cost the game, but that's besides the point. Don't let facts get in the way of a good argument. Yeah, I should have just kept that to myself. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't forget, <laughs> don't forget our T-shirt giveaway. If you, uh, this is a great opportunity too. Um, you know, I, I got here on the uh, on the YouTube channel. I got here. How many games should Deshaun Watson be suspended? What a great chance for you to comment. Uh, you can leave the comment here with us on YouTube, on Facebook, on Instagram. On uh, where else can you leave a comment? Do you know? Anchor app with the voicemail. Yeah, and, oh, that's there. right. Yeah, yeah. We'll get that. So if you leave a, a a text comment, you get an entry into our t-shirt giveaway, which is a t-shirt of your favorite team, your favorite NFL team with the BNR logo on it. And if you, like Scotty says, if you were to leave us a voicemail, which you can only do through the Anchor app, which is so friggin' cool, not only will you get five entries into the giveaway, you will also get a chance to hear yourself on the podcast, which is also a lot of fun. So uh, don't forget that. NBA Finals happened. The last time we talked about this, you and I were talking about how Boston was up two games to one. And we had a really hard time finding, figuring out how Golden State was going to win this series. And Boston never won another game since. So, thank us. You're welcome. Yeah, well, you're welcome for the jinx. What do you think about what went down there? Well, you said it best. Uh, Steph had to be at MVP level for them to, to win it, and he was. I think he had one bad game where he was 0 for 9 from 3. Uh, but I think he still had like 18, 19 points, something like that. He was going to the line, getting layups, and doing what he could do, yep. auditioning it out. I think he had 13 assists or something like that. Uh, I think the big thing for me is I think they just ran out of gas with a combo of inexperience. Correct. I couldn't have said it any better. Yeah. Um, um, oh, my God. What the heck is his name? The, the, the shooting guard for Boston. Jason Tatum? Yeah, Jason Tatum just came up short. He looked a little overwhelmed, which is fascinating because he did not look overwhelmed in the entire Eastern Conference playoffs. Like, he was the man. He looked like the best player in the court for the entire Eastern Conference playoffs. And he just looked overwhelmed. I don't know if it was because he's looking across the court and you see Steph Curry and Clay Thompson, who didn't necessarily play particularly well, Draymond Green. Like, you're seeing... I don't know, maybe guys that are, you know, quasi-heroes of yours, uh, role models, guys that you want to be like, yada, yada, guys you watch on TV and now you're, like, trying to beat them, and that could be overwhelming. I totally get it. He still is only 24 years old. Let's keep that in mind. People forget. He came into the league after his freshman year, so he's still a young it, dude. It's funny, too. Like, they were, they were were the Celtics were worried about what they were going to get out of Jalen Brown. Ooh. And if you told if you told them they were going to get that out of Jalen Brown, they thought they'd sweep the Warriors the time, if they yeah. got with Tatum as hot as he was going in. As 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 much as Tatum kind of took a little bit of a hit to his reputation, that's how much Jalen Brown's to me was elevated. Like he very much came across as a killer. He came across very Kobe like, very Jordan like. Yep. I don't just mean in his play. I don't think he's Kobe or Jordan as a player. But his process, the way he went about the game, like he just, Tatum hits a shot and he just is like ho-hum and goes to the other end of the court. Jalen Brown hits a shot and he has just a look on his face like he just wants to fucking tear your throat out. Yep. Um, and I just liked seeing that. I, I think that's a good look. And those are the guys, to me, those are the guys that you look next year. Keep an eye on Jalen Brown next year because he now has a little taste 
a little aftertaste that's left on his mouth. Like, number one, I don't want to lose like that again. Number two, I was that close. I want that shit. And I would expect, I seriously would expect Jalen Brown to take a big step up next year. He's already a really good player. I mean, he's already a really good player. But these are the types of, hmm, these are the types of, like, events in a player's career that either kind of gets them stuck or elevates them. Mm -hmm. And just by watching Jalen Brown, I'm looking, I'm like, I just think, excuse me, I think this is the kind of thing that's going to elevate him. And you're going to see, I don't even think the stats will be that much different. But when you get your points matters, you know, when, how many game-winning shots do you have? How many lockdown? You know, I think back to Jordan being like the best defensive player in the league. Also, he's a defensive first-team all-defensive player like 10 fucking years in a row or whatever the hell it was. There's an intensity level. It's not just the stats. It's the when you get your stats and what you do last five minutes of games. I would expect to see a little more out of Jalen. I don't know what I'm going to get out of Jason Tatum. I genuinely don't. It's not going to be bad. I don't think it's going to get worse. Right. I'm just really genuinely not sure he's going to become a superstar. Um, Jalen Brown has a little little something in him that makes me yep. feel there could be more. There might be more to come, and, and it could be pretty impressive. Uh, another thing that was big for me in the series <laughs> was when Draymond Green cut the bullshit out and decided to play basketball, it flipped the series. Oh, obviously. imagine that. You're not yeah, so worried right? about your podcast and – you're actually playing basketball and your team was able to, you know, you were able to help your team. Imagine that. What a great idea. He's a weird dude. He's a weird dude. I really, we, we talked about this about a month ago, kind of when the playoffs start. I just feel like he's already got his eyes set on um, TNT. On TNT, which is a cool gig, dude. Hang out with Charles Barkley and Shaq and just talk basketball. You know, you don't have to put in the work. You're probably going to get pretty close to similar money like they're gonna probably pay him through the nose it's a lot of fun you could still do your podcast dude it's been in the league for how many years now it's gotta be it's gotta be 11 over 10 years yeah, yeah so be, yeah. he's kind of seen that i wouldn't be surprised if you, you know you get one more year out of him and that might be it let's be honest statistically he was yeah he was mediocre at best at best so um but it was fun i have to say you know i'm not a big nba I don't watch a lot of NBA games in a regular season. Regular I think it's just season, a bad yeah. product. But the uh, but the playoffs were a lot of fun this year. I hope they can capitalize off of that. I hope they get away from uh, some of the uh, the woke stuff that they've been you know leaning on. I think they see that that's not helping at all. This was one of the lowest rated NBA finals in recent history once again, which is not good. And you can't even complain. You had your premier organization in the league in the Golden State Warriors, which is kind of universally loved. And you and, had a traditional and maybe power. Top three or four with the Celtics. Uh, <laughs> and that's a traditional power that you know people Boston Celtics and the Lakers are kind of like the Yankees of, and Dodgers of Major League Baseball. Like yep. everyone either loves them or hates them. Nobody's indifferent. Like, you either want to watch them win or you want to watch them lose. Either way, you're tuning in and these, you know, the networks are fine with that. You know, you it, they love you rooting against them just as much, if not more, than rooting for them. And for you to have shit ratings with that, with those two teams, I mean, who else do you want playing? You know, you know what I'm saying? You, you know, so you got problems yeah. and you need to straighten them out. Like, you need like, to stop like, alienating like, half your audience. 
when he had Toronto in, I mean, yes, yeah, those mean, ratings are actually better, which is crazy to say. Basketball, I mean, but that's yeah, Milwaukee. You know, this is what I'm saying. Like, you can't yeah. even pull ratings with your two of your top five organizations in the league. You got to make some adjustments, dude. Stop well, alienating know, half your audience. You no, know, it doesn't help. And I'm going to get into this in a second uh, with KD. But you know, the Nets shit their pants. LeBron missed the playoffs altogether. Altogether with the Bad Lakers look, as, yeah. a, as a as a popular team, like you said. You think the about Spurs this, dude. In the, the last ten years, in the last ten years, the Lakers outside of the bubble, the Lakers have made the playoffs or have had like a real playoff run one time. It's amazing. It's crazy. It's amazing. So. Uh, but we uh, you know, anything to add to the finals? Or nope, you're, you're good. good. Go. Let's talk about KD. You want to bring Kevin Durant? Did Kevin Durant make a mistake leaving the Golden State Warriors? There's no question about it. There's no question about it. Now he wouldn't admit to this, but he did. Not right. Not right now. Yeah, maybe t- 15 years from now he when, when, might. When the book comes out. Yeah, he <laughs> might. Um, yeah, I mean it's a big mistake. It's a huge mistake. That if he stays, that team. Uh, let's be honest. Like, they they clearly would have won it this year <laughs> if you had KD there. They would have won it last year. Um. Well, Clay Thompson yeah, wasn't playing. He did play. Out. Yeah, well, he's playing. Him and, him and Steph. <laughs> yeah, they prob. There's a really good chance they could have won. Like, that's a that's a real all time dynasty. I just think he was looking very short sighted about that. And if it was really just about the fact that Draymond is a dick, then you're dumber than I thought. Yeah, he's very sensitive. It clearly is super sensitive, but you're just now you're bordering on dumb. Because you had something special. The organization wasn't cheap. They they paid no. their players. They were fine paying the luxury tax. They didn't give a shit. Uh I think it was a huge mistake. Uh, so I agree with you. I understand why he Excuse wanted me, to do it. Thirsty. He wanted his own thing. Kevin Durant, frankly, has never won a championship on his own. He's never been. He's never won a championship where he's the man, and he hasn't. Frankly, he he came close with Oklahoma City. Uh, he hasn't come close with the Nets, and you're still leaning no. on Kyrie. And now they're talking about this possible. You know, I don't think it'll happen, but a Kyrie for Westbrook trade. So we're gonna get Westbrook and Durant back together in Brooklyn for what? Like, you know. So, so, so I think they're kind of stuck. I just got breaking news on this topic which is astonishing oh fantastic but, but before i go into that i want to say you had westbrook and harden in oklahoma city you had the, the boys in golden state then you you hook your wagon to this fucking lunatic and carry it with the nets i never understood that you trade for harden you get rid of him you bring in simmons and that's where your legacy wants to be you could have stayed in golden state and lived happily ever after and this is what what do you what do you want? like what do you want? does Kyrie have pictures of you like banging a fucking horse? I, I, Simmons like, is like, such what, a menace like, that he it? came out a couple weeks ago and said, "I don't think the Nets have a clue what they're trying to do." You don't have a clue, and this is the guy they just traded for. Yeah, and and Ben, Ben, shut up, dude. You haven't played in over a year, and you're talking about yeah. they don't have a clue what they're doing. You, you, do you, you have, have more, a clue? You have more psychiatry issues yeah, than fucking, yeah. and you're gonna open your mouth oh, about God. what, the, dude? Stop. Give it. me a break. Give me a so break. I got I got one uh, mess uh, one alert four minutes ago. Kyrie now has a list of teams if uh, he would consider if you if, if he leaves the Nets. Let's hear this list. Well, right away it says Lakers, Knicks, Sixers. Knicks, huh? He wants to start. Probably like I like this place on fire. If you bring, <laughs> oh my god, can you imagine that? That'll never happen. Lakers. Wait, Clippers, wait, wait, Knicks. Matt. Let me ask you this. 
ahead. What if the problem wasn't Harden and Kyrie? What if the problem was KD? What if Harden wanted to leave because he didn't like playing with KD? He was fine playing with with Kyrie. Why would would Kyrie say that? It begs the question, right? Because we just assumed that the problem was that Harden didn't like Kyrie. Because think, Kyrie's think, a mental I case. Think, I think not only assumed, I think it's been proven. I think has said, it? Yeah, I think he said so. But I like where you're going with it for like the, the yeah. It's interesting. I, like, yeah. why would Kyrie even think that Harden would want to play but for no, him, play with no him? No warrior, no warrior said a word besides Draymond. But we know what Draymond is all about. So Kyrie's teams would be the Lakers, the Clippers, the Knicks. Stay the fuck away from this guy. Heat, Mavericks, Sixers. Oh, so he wants the six, seven best teams in the league. Oh, you don't want to go to the Bucks, Kyrie? You don't want to, like what the fuck? I'm going to say something that, I don't know, you might laugh at at first. If I'm Dallas, I might really strongly consider that. I agree with you. That might actually be a good spot for him, and then that would give Luka. I think that's the only team that I think should do it. I think they should, and he doesn't have to worry about his friggin' vaccinations or anything like that because Texas is very loosey-goosey. And yeah. Luca could use a second guy who's a shooter, so he doesn't have pressure to... off him. Yeah, yeah, I that's agree. not the worst yeah, but scenario. Yeah, if I'm the Heat and Lakers, I don't touch him. LeBron, they got Westbrook still on the roster. The have... money, I, I don't. Think well, because then that trade would have to do something with Westbrook. The Knicks, no way, because this New York problem. God forbid, there's a pandemic again. You can't play in New York. Whatever the hell's <laughs> going on there, and the Knicks are trying to. Knicks are finally starting to be like yeah, you don't want organized a, a little bit. You yeah. don't want this shit going back. I can't imagine them going in that direction. That would just erase everything they've done for the last two years. Correct. Two, three years. And then what's your team? The Heat, no way. Spolster doesn't want that. Garbage. No way. No Pat way. Riley doesn't want that bullshit. Jimmy Butler, no, no, no. No, no. way. T- Dallas uh, does make some sense. Mark Cuban knows how to massage like giant egos. He would do what he has to do to make Kyrie feel comfortable. And frankly, from a from a on the court perspective, it does make some sense. It does make some sense. And then the Clippers, what? Paul George, Ky- I don't know. That's, I don't see that working at all. So am I a for too many mouths to feed. Yeah, yeah, too many mouths to feed. I don't see that being the case at all. And then the second That's alert I got, Coach Kevin Durant monitoring uncertainty surrounding Nets. What are you, the GM? They seem to think so. They've been led to believe so. He will. He will look to. He will look to create a path to be traded if Kyrie leaves the Nets. Buckle Dude. up, sir. It, the offseason starts tonight with the draft, and it's going to be wow. So he still wants Kyrie on the team. He does I just don't? I. So Kyrie, I used to. I used to have pictures, a. So. I used to have a landscaping business. Small little landscaping business, and I would never do anyone's lawn who's who lived on my street and the reason is i never wanted to mix like business business with with neighborliness yeah you know what if i do a bad job you and you feel bad like saying to me hey man like i wish you could have done this better that better or what if you don't pay me and now i gotta chase a neighbor down for being a fucking deadbeat like you want to avoid those situations the biggest mistake that Kevin Durant made was not leaving Golden State. The biggest mistake he made was leaving Golden State to play with a friend. Mm-hmm. Because now you can't wiggle your way out of that, dude. Because what? You're going to put your friendship at risk or whatever. Like, 
and now you're making friendship decisions on business decisions. It's bad, bad, bad idea. That was the leaving Golden State was a bad idea because you did it to play with a friend. Like, it just makes no sense. Who you have barely played with, by the way. The guy missed yeah. most of the season last year because of his vaccination status, which I don't question on him. That's his business. But now you're going to sit here and say you don't want to be <sighs> traded or I'll ask for a trade if you move Kyrie. Do you not? Are you not seeing what everyone else <laughs> is seeing? I know. <laughs> like, we're not alone on this one. We are. You and I are not afraid to go step out on an island by ourselves and say stuff, and we're often proven right, and I'm great with that. But we are not alone in saying that this isn't working, okay? I can't think of anybody that's like, oh, yeah, man, since KD and Kyrie have come to Brooklyn, it's been a total success. Like, nobody's even coming close to saying that. But, you're, but you, KD, are thinking, we'll make it work. Okay. Yeah, now do you think he's so stubborn on it now? Like, dude, what? Dude, cut your losses. I don't think he's looking at it that way. I don't think he's, he's looking not. at it. No, he's not. He's not, for sure. He either wow. doesn't care because he's already got, what, two championships? Two, two rings, yeah. He either doesn't care or he doesn't see it. He doesn't see it as a problem. He doesn't see it as it's not working. Well, I think he's probably looking at it as covid Vaccine. Vaccination, Harden left what since if, him and didn't play. But what if we were all together? Yeah. You know, what if the moon was made of cheese? I mean, you know, hey. you can we can ask these questions all the what if. It's never happened. When has Kyrie ever been healthy for a whole season? When has he ever been, I don't know, sane? Like, these things have never happened. And now their roster's not great either because they have a lot of Blake Griffin. Oh, uh, 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 um, the They got a lot of old guys, man. The dude from Portland who retired because he thought he was going to die. Oh, um, Aldridge or uh, Aldridge, yeah, yeah. Jamarcus Aldridge, Lamarcus yeah. Aldridge. Like he thought he was going to die, and he came back. Like, come on, I'm good. I'm in, head coach. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I'll give pay you four for, minutes. Here. I got to pay for my pool service, man. Let's let's Jesus put another season Christ. in. <laughs> yeah, pretty crazy. I don't know. Huge mistake, though. Going back to your original question, it was clearly a mistake. That was the the makings. That Golden State team was the makings of a legendary team, a team that you could have put in the argument with the Michael Jordan Bulls, the Shaq Lakers, Shaq Kobe Lakers. I think they would even have been long past that. Yeah, because what right. they went two or three, three. Yeah, they would have been long past that. We're talking like. The Celtics and Lakers of the '80s, wow. and then maybe all the way back to like the Celtics of of Bill Russell's era, where they won eleven out of thirteen years. Yeah, because the Spurs, the Spurs won five. They won five. Duncan, no, you're right. And put them in that. You got to put them in that. You got to put them in there I too. Think, but I think it was separate. I think it was like, th like two and then Elliot, three. Elliot, Avery Johnson, uh, Robinson won two, and, like then two, I think and then Ginobili three later. And those guys won three. Yeah, yeah. I think it was. But it was. It was a good run either way. So you could put it in that. Anything where it's like more than four or five. I think, I think if KD yeah. stays in Golden State, you're talking about four, five, six championships. I really do. Because that's that team. Just those three. Clay, Steph, Kevin yeah. Durant. I don't care who you put around them, dude. That's right. devastating. That's just devastating. You know? So he, I think he made a mistake. As far as legacy, that's a mistake. Just my opinion. What the hell do I know? Yep, I agree. 
Um, we never talk about this. Ralph Gorga, my cousin, has asked us, and I just want to at least bring it up. The Stanley Cup Finals are taking place right now, and we we touched on the fact that playoff hockey, hockey in general, is, is a great sport to watch. It's just difficult for most people. Number one, there's not a ton of scoring, and that's not always this the exciting. The rules are tough to follow. Tough to follow, it. and it's tough to follow the puck. I get all that stuff. But, man, oh, man, I have been in watching the Stanley Cup Finals. Both of these teams, incredibly talented. Colorado, dude, is as fast a team as I've ever seen on skates. I, I yeah, they, they are. They just are relentless, and the speed just – that speed forces constant, constant pressure. They won a game last night in overtime, and uh, some of the plays that I've seen – by both of these teams, the talent, the things that these guys are able to do on skates and with a fucking stick. And I don't know if you've ever touched a hockey puck. It's not like a it's not like a sponge. It's not soft. It's a hard rubber. <laughs> it's heavy and hard. It's not easy. You just you don't just flick it around. And these guys do this stuff like it's a fucking magic wand. It blows me away. Yeah. When I see some of the scoring and some of and then then the other side of it is when you see some of the things that goalies can do. Like you watching some of these shots being taken, and it's like a goddamn bullet out of a gun, and they're like making glove saves. And I'm not thinking, how'd you save it? I'm thinking, how'd you see it? Like, I don't even know how you saw the damn thing to make the save. The things they do, it's been a lot of fun. It, the series is now Colorado three games to one. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm highly, highly suggesting for sports fans, if you're, if you're a, a sports fan in general and you haven't been, go check out a game. I've said this to so many people. The difference between hockey playoffs and any other sports playoffs is that whether it's a baseball game, a football game, a basketball game, whatever it is, those games start off with a lot of heat because there's playoffs and there's excitement, but then they settle into a groove. They settle into a rhythm. And then it picks up, of course, whether it be the eighth or ninth inning or the last five minutes of an NBA game or the, or the fourth quarter, 10 minutes left and less of an NFL game, then the intensity picks back up. In a hockey game, I'm sorry, it starts intense, it stays intense, and it ends intense. And it gets even more intense at the end if it's a close game, if a team's down by one, maybe they pull the goalie and there's so much pressure when it's a six on five, or especially like last night, there's an overtime and like goalies are making saves and every shot matters and it's it's like, you know, it's 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 a sudden death kind of thing. Uh, do you know when the next game is? Is it tomorrow night? Tomorrow night, 8 o'clock. Tomorrow night, which is a Friday night, 8 o'clock. You can probably find it on ESPN. ABC, uh, I think. ABC. So. Check it out. Give it a chance. I think you'll enjoy it. It's a lot of fun. And I just think you'll feel the intensity. And if there's anything that sports offers us as fans is we want to be, like, on edge. That's why we like live sports, right? It's not like a movie where you kind of shuffle it. You want to watch it live. I think hockey offers an opportunity to feel that kind of an intensity for the entire time. I really do. Do you do, do you agree or do you? I totally agree. Yeah. I, you know, I got. I Have got, you been watching the Stanley Cup? One, I watched a little bit of it. One of my best friends, uh, obviously huge Ranger fan, so I was watching. You know, unbelievable year. And we were saying the other day, you know, thank God they got eliminated because it would have been, I think, ugly. Because they were they were Dude. on fumes anyway. The last couple of games against Tampa. Sure. Colorado would be skating around with one skate on around them. Oh my it god! It would just be unbelievable. But yeah, I watched I watched the whole third period intermission last night. I think I watched most of game two, 
Oh, no, game two was a route. I watched most of game one. 7-1. Was it 7-0 or 7-1 seven in game nothing, two? 7-0, I think, game oh. two, yes. Yeah. So I, I checked out early. Um, but, yeah, it's it's great, man. And it's and it's a great series because you have Tampa, who's been in the Stanley Cup three years in a row now. They've won it two, the last two years. Yeah. And you have Colorado, who had the, if I'm not mistaken, they had the best record in, in the league this year. Am I correct in that? I think they had the best record in the, the West. I think maybe the Panthers had it in the East. I'm not, I'm not positive. Right, on you're that. right. You're right about that, actually. You're right. So um, you have, like, kind of the consistently winning team versus the new, fresh kind of – and they are fast, dude. You just you can notice the difference. And this is a Tampa Bay team that's very good. So it's and not like very good, very experienced. Yeah, tough. It's not like just a, a fast team against a shit team. This is a fast team against a good team, and they still look fast. Like it's it's pretty unbelievable. So it's a lot of fun. You just can feel that intensity every every time they cross the blue line. You just almost like tighten up. You're like, is this gonna be the is this gonna be the possession where they where they score? And it doesn't happen a lot. You know, last night, that game was, what, 2-2 going into overtime, you know? So over the course yep. of, what, three hours, basically, two and a half hours, you got four goals. And now, now, overtime, you're just waiting. You're waiting for that one. You know, imagine imagine you played a basketball game and it goes to overtime, and the overtime is the first team that scores wins. First of all, it's not, it's <laughs> yeah. not, the, not the worst idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be kind of fun. But, um, you know, that's kind of what you got. And it's just it – just, it catches your breath, so it's been a lot of fun, yeah. and I, I've enjoyed that. U.S. A Open, golf, sir? U, yeah, U.S. Open was last weekend. What'd you think? Tell what was it? Where, 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 did, where did they play it? They played at the Country Club in Boston, Massachusetts, Correct. right outside of Boston, I think five miles out of Boston. Interestingly, um, cooler weather, a little cooler. Yeah, weather. Um, what a course, Jesus Christ! Links mm. course, high, high fescue. I was texting uh, Mr. Stavali over the weekend. I said. The driving range should be four feet of fescue. I mean, this is, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, it's good to see. Uh, well, let me. I don't want to go there yet. Let me. Let me. Let me get, congratulate the winner, Matthew Fitzpatrick. A thrilling 18th hole. Hits oh, his drive, dude. Up one. Hits his drive into the uh, bunker on the left hand side. And dude, the I shot. Think, what, what was your buck fifty away? Buck forty eight away? I think something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. Hits an absolute seed. Insane. Oh my goodness! I'm looking at them like, oh my god, he's gonna cough it up right here on the 18th hole. I thought he got stuck behind that like little mound thing in the bunker. I was yeah. like, this is what. Well, because off the tee, they're talking about like any. You want to go anywhere here but left? Anywhere here but left? And what does he do? He just fucking left. yokes this thing to the left, and you're <laughs> like, oh shit! And and they're all you know the announcers are saying you know this is everyone. Who was the who was the color guy? Uh, um, Azinger, right? Was it Paul yes. Azinger or was it? Oh, uh, he was like, "Oh, what a disaster!" He's what literally he's saying literally anywhere else, anywhere. Yeah. He says you got fifty yards to the right, you could have you could have landed anywhere but left. Like they they were signaling the death knell. Like this is over. Like he's yeah. he fucked up. Zalatoris is in the fairway. Like oh no. I have a little so, something to say about Zalatoris when we finish though. Yeah, so Zalatoris and Scotty Scheffler are going to make a lot of noise on this tour. Yes, and that's knock on wood if they stay and don't go to this stupid live tour thing. But Scheffler is – the guy's got ice in his veins. He's got no I know, holes. I know, he melted, what, on 9 and 10 and 11, I think he bogey Yeah, but then he came I, back again. No, I know. He came back again. Zalatoris now, in, 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 in a year and a half, came in second or third in the Masters. Came, went to a playoff in the PGA Championship last month against JT. And now he was basically a lucky shot away from winning the, uh, the U.S. Open. 
and about a half an inch away from tying it up on his yes. putt. Yes, and I think he would have won it too. There's just a hunch I would have had if he hit that putt. But yeah, that was the one thing. Obviously, Fitzpatrick winning is a story. It's a major for him. It's huge. He's a, he was a, a, a highly heralded young player, amateur. amateur yeah, yeah. Um, has performed well overseas. Has not done great here in America, but everybody saw the potential that he had. And obviously, it paid off, and he, and he looked great, and he did and a great job. give him credit. He, he hit some shots, man. That one off the... Oh, he had ice in his veins. He had ice in his veins. Yeah, down he, the stretch. When he, when he hit into the people, he hit off like oh, where the people stand. He got a good lie, but, you know, those people are standing so close I to know. him. It's a missile out of that thing. Like, I know. Oh. Yeah. God. It's it's awesome to see. You can see the guys who are, like, in the zone who just, like, nothing. You could see it in their face. Like, nothing is going to deter me. Nothing is bothering me. I just take these shots as they come. Even that sand shot that you're talking about on 18th. Yeah. Um, he didn't walk up to it like, whoa, fuck, man, shit. He was just looking and, like, lining it up, figuring it out, talking with his caddy. Caddy helped him a lot. Yeah, Foster, uh, Billy Foster. Yep. Yes, helped him a it's lot. A long time. Make no mistake, that was a big deal. Um, he cried before Fitzpatrick uh, cried. Yeah, because he, he knew. Yeah, yeah. Um, Zaltoris is a really interesting. You just mentioned all the statistics about him. He's a great ball striker, great driver of the ball, uh, excellent with the irons. He's pretty good around the greens, uh, you know, and out off, just you know, just off the green, got a great touch. His whole thing is putting. You know, he's he's kind of like a ranked over a hundred yeah. in putting, but it does seem like magically figures it out when the, when the <laughs> when the majors come around because you you brought up the point, you know. Uh, in a PGA Championship, previous Masters, I just feel like I feel like he's one of those guys that um, if you do fantasy football, you know, we talk about Mike Dean with Dean Dumb Sports, and he puts out a nice little podcast where he often talks about the guys, you know, his little uh, fantasy teams for golf. Yeah, DraftKings teams. Yeah, DraftKings and FanDuel. Zaltors is one of those guys you want to have him in there if it's a major. And I love seeing that because yeah. you're talking about a guy who hasn't doesn't have any majors. I'm not even sure if he has any PGA or PGA Tour wins yet. You know what? I was going to say the same. I don't think he does. But it's almost like I expect him to win a major before I expect him to win a regular tour. Now that's kind of back ass words, but he kind of reminds I, he just me is of always like- there. He there's a there's a focus that comes in on these majors that is a beautiful thing to see. He's kind of like Kepka was like four or five years ago. Like he'd show up for the majors, he'd be so focused in, and then he'd take like three tournaments off. Yeah. Come back. I think it's just a matter of time before he it's wins. It's a tough way to do it that way, but I mean, the focus is unbelievable. Yeah, it, it's a, it's a, it's um. He's gonna be, he's gonna be someone that you're gonna have to reckon with. You're, you're definitely gonna have to reckon with because he's just always there in the majors, and he's fit and healthy, and he's a great striker of the ball. And if he can get this putting thing down. And he's a great he's a great kid. Uh, I think he went up to Fitzpatrick's parents and said, "If I was going to lose to anyone, I, I'm glad it was to your son." Yeah, um, good karma. Good car- Yeah, and then also he looks like the 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 caddy from Happy Gilmore, which I always like. So he's, <laughs> I'm going to root for him forever. Uh, one more thing I want to hit on here: it's nice to see the Live Tour guys shit their pants. Phil shot like 125, I think, on on Friday. Um, <laughs> Uh, listen, man, I know this lift tour is a big deal. It's I have something money, I want to throw money, by you money, on this, so go ahead. insane. Uh, it just, it, it can't possibly get that, generate that kind of juice. Because, you know, you're getting paid regardless. That's, Let me ask you something. Go ahead. You tell me the other sport where the players don't get paid regardless. 
Yeah, that's fair. Um, every player in the NFL this year is going to get paid regardless of wins and losses. Every point. NBA player, every Major League Baseball player, every you name it, every WNBA player, like every hockey player, they get paid they, and but, then they go golfers, play. But golfers get paid on their wins. They have traditionally. I'm yeah. just saying. So, so what we say in other sports is we say these guys are professionals and they want to win. Their drive to be successful is what is how you get paid. So just because they're getting paid, why do you think they wouldn't go out and play hard? And they do go out and play hard for the doesn't most part. It feel, doesn't it feel different to you though? A little it bit? does only because we're used to them getting paid yeah. for the win. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that. Yeah. And what you're seeing now, like. I don't know if you watched any of – I only thought about that, and I get it because I was like, this isn't how it works. Like, you're really just going to go out – I said it to myself. This is how I This is how I came to this reasoning just now. I'm like, yeah. wow, we're just you're just going to go out and play and you're already paid? And I'm thinking, Aaron Rodgers does that. Aaron Rodgers got $50 million coming this year. If they didn't win – if they go 0-17, Aaron Rodgers is going to get $50 million. Well, that's a come for a different day because he hasn't won much lately. Well, but you know what I'm saying? Like, no, you name your guy. Josh Allen is going to get $42 million this year. If he gets hurt – think about this. Josh Allen gets hurt, tears his ACL. God forbid. I don't want that to happen to him. Whoa. Okay? He's, yeah. He's going to still get his $40 million. Don't draft Josh Allen. If, if, if Mickelson hurts his back or Kepka, who has a bad back or whatever he has, if he can't play, he doesn't get paid. Right. So the notion that these guys won't play hard or try to win just because they're already paid, it's a weak argument if you compare it to other sports. I should I should have – yeah, I should have – I know what you're saying because we put it in a perspective of traditional golf. Like yeah. it's a it's a – it's kind of like horse racing in that sense. Like you get paid when you win. All right, so what if I said the live tour – I mean, I don't know what – I don't even know what – I think they have – I think they have a blank canvas right now, and I think they're, they're trying to put stuff in. Which is fine. But – which is fine. But my, my point was it can't – it just – I don't see it matching the juice of a, of a major. Maybe it's not, and that's their problem. Yeah. I think the mistake yeah, is the is PGA Tour locking these guys out. I don't understand why you want I don't I don't see what you're doing. And what I had said to you, I don't know if we talked about it on a podcast last time, but I might have texted it to you and I might have said it to somebody else. The PGA Tour uh director or whatever his name is came on not during the US Open Monaghan? but the previous week. And he really dug in on the I know people that died in 9/11. Saudi Arabia had stuff to yeah. do with that. Let me ask you something. Are you going to NBC? And telling them not to broadcast in Saudi Arabia? I don't right. think so. Right. So are you gonna are you gonna shut down are you gonna shut down your work with NBC or CBS because they do work in Saudi Arabia? Don't be a hypocrite. Don't sit here and say that the corporation is allowed to do that, but that the individual is not. You understand what I'm saying? 100%. I because I'm I'm pretty sure NBC is on, especially for their golf tournaments in Saudi Arabia. So this is where it becomes hypocritical. You'll take you'll take their money through NBC. It's only convenience, Pete. That's it's funny. all convenience. It's yeah. it's all convenience. I think it's a mistake to lock these guys out. Now, what I don't have a problem with, I don't have a problem with saying for you to be considered a PGA Tour player, you have to play an X number of tournaments throughout the year. But then you got to hold Tiger Woods to that same to that same standard. He can't only play in majors and not play in any other tournaments. Doesn't seem fair. You can't just claim to have an injury, but yet somehow you're miraculously healthy for majors. Okay, so if there's going to be standards, then there's standards across the board. 
And I, I have no problem with them saying, hey, listen, for you to be a PGA, considered a PGA player, you have to play in, I don't know. I don't know how many tournaments there are throughout the year, non-majors. It's got to be 20-something, 30-something, oh, right? It's gotta, yeah, it's got to be. So let's say you have to play in 26. Yeah, let's say you have to play in 12 or 15. I don't really care what the number is, right? But if you want, if in, your, if in those non-PGA weeks, you want to go play LIV, you want to go play anywhere else, that's your business. Yeah. Why would yeah. you? Why would you want to lock out Phil Mickelson? I, I, why would you I want to lock out to. Brooks Kepka? I don't understand why you would want to. Do, what do you gain by doing that? They're gonna have to. It just doesn't make sense. Eventually, it'll be a lawsuit, and they will lose. But Mikey it, Dean it seems- just Mikey Dean just says, uh, "My question is, what big time courses are they gonna play?" And you know, that's part of it. Because how many times do we come against golf and like you know courses play a major role in it? But but do you care? If it was, well, you know what I. I don't care because I've never seen them out there, so I don't know. Well, because it's only been one tournament, but I'll get—I'll put it to you this way: when you hear that they're going to do um, the match, you know, when it's like the two-on-two thing, yeah. do you give a shit what what course they're playing on? I mean, they're always playing on a gorgeous course. Yeah, that helps. I was going to say, when but do you care? Shooting, I'll let you know. Is that why you're watching? Wherever no, these guys are playing, you know, it's going to be a good course. It's just not an American course, I don't think. I don't think they're playing in America. I, I don't think, think so either. I'm not I sure about that. Yeah. But do you really care, or do you want to watch Phil Mickelson versus Kepka versus Sergio versus Patrick Reed? Like, why are you watching? I'm not watching for the courses, other than maybe Augusta National. I don't and, and, watch and uh, and TPC Sawgrass. Yeah, for one hole. One hole. Yeah. Hey, like, say sometimes sometimes one hole is all it takes. Man. Well, that's what she said. So, <laughs> uh, so that's where I'm at. Like, I get it, but I think it's a mistake. I I say embrace it. And can keep and keep your best players playing. Why would you want to? Why would you want to blacklist your best players? And if they can't handle it, if they come back and and Phil or Kepka or any of these guys, they shit the bed in the U.S. Open. That's their problem. Uh, Mike Dean says they're scheduled to play in Oregon coming up. Well, I don't know. Maybe it's a beautiful uh, course. My point is more that like you don't care. You're, you're not going to care. It's not going to be a shithole. It's not going to be Maze Landing Country Club. You know, like. Where I play hey. for forty dollars, I like the course. <laughs> no offense to Maze Landing Country Club, I like playing there. It's a very nice course for the weekend golfer. Um, unsolicited, by the way. Feel free to drop us. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, I'm just saying it's a, it's. A, I think it's a mistake. You could do both. Why can't we have both? Why can't we? Why can't we have these exhibitions, yeah. so-called exhibitions, and have these? And if they suck in PGA events, that's their problem. And that only that only cuts into their marketability. Because then it looks like you're not as good as you that you say you are. You can't even beat the best players in the world on PGA Tour. And then maybe that'll cost them money on the LIV Tour. Let the market. Let the market work. Let the market work. If yeah. they want to pay Phil $100 million and he's going to suck in PGA Tour events, that's a Phil problem. That shouldn't be. Did, did you care? I didn't even think about Phil this weekend. Because I'm watching these, these young guys play great golf. Yep. I wasn't like, man, this would be awesome if Phil was only playing. No, no, no. But last year, PGA Championship, you had Phil, and it was exciting because he's 50. Why cut that out? Why cut out a Kepka who's a multi-major um, um, champion? I think it's just a mistake. Yeah, I think there's a lot to be figured out. I'm stay tuned. We'll, we'll, be, we'll be here for you when we find out. I'm sure it will be figured out. You asked me uh, to tell you, and I'm sure you have the same list, top five college stadiums that I would like to see a game in. And while I got off to a blazing start here, I really <laughs> kind of struggled near the end to come up with some because I don't want it to be just flippant. 
you know, because like there was a time where I was, I'm a Florida State fan and I would love to go see a game in Florida State, but right now they kind of like are mediocre to shitty. Yeah, they don't even fill up the stadium. I don't want to go right now. Yeah, I don't want to go right now. So uh, there was a couple of those, and I'm just like, "Mm, shit. Um, So I have my five in, not in order. I just have five because I have. I don't mind in order. It would all be depend on timing. So yeah, um, I'll just give you my five. I'll just give you my five. So I would love to go see a game at Notre Dame, even though I'm not a Notre Dame fan at all. Um, I would love to go see a game at South Carolina. The idea of them playing that 2001, and it would, I would really prefer it to be a night game. I just want to feel that stadium shaking with the theme to 2001 going on. And just, I, I don't even care if I left right after the game started. I just want to hear that and feel that. I'm just, tailgating that, everybody. <laughs> and just feel that energy. <laughs> I would love to go see a game at the Rose Bowl. I don't care if it's a UCLA game or the actual Rose Bowl or a friggin' high school football game. Just the scenic view of being at that Rose Bowl when they ah, – just phenomenal. I always had an intrigue about Tennessee because I think they hold like 113,000 fucking people. Neyland Stadium? Yeah. I just – there's something about it. My dad's favorite color was orange, so, like, I would just get juiced up in orange and go and watch a Tennessee game. That game I would want to be a day game. It looked like a creamsicle? Yeah, it looked like a creamsicle. Very white guy in a orange shirt. And then you'll throw me some love on this one. I always wanted to go to a game at the Big House, which I know you've done already, so. Well, you're in luck. You can come in whenever you want, pal. Yeah, what a, what a, what a nice guy. Uh, I got five for you as well. I got number five. I got Lane Stadium for the Virginia Tech Hokies. They really? Sandman at night. Interesting. Uh, Michigan oh, okay. on their schedule okay. a couple times, and they uh, I think they got um, better offers, and they kind of axed that out. I would have definitely taken that trip. That's a driving. Not, that's a nice not, that's a yeah, drive, too. too. Yep, yeah. about six hours, five hours. If you if you got a heavy foot, a little into Sandman, they walk in. You, they show them walking from, like, Far as hell away, and the, the stadium's rocking. They pop through the tunnel, and it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, number four, I got Kyle Field, home of the 12th man, Texas A&M Aggies. Uh, that place gets bananas. Uh, they used yeah. to have the tradition of the bonfire before the Texas game. I know. Uh, when Texas was still playing that. Uh, Somebody got, get killed uh, or something? They got, the 12 people got killed because it collapsed. What a shame, because uh, that was a cool-ass tradition. They off, but they're back. They're oh, they're doing it again? They do it some precautions? But I think they're bringing it back. Have the fire trucks yeah. ready to go? And they're getting good, too. Number one oh. class. Uh, so that might not be a bad thing. Dude, is there a game you want to see more? Like, just without having seen a single game or have any idea what's going to happen this year. A&M is there a Bama. bigger game on the schedule right now than A&M versus Bama? I know. I mean, come on, I man. I just want to see it. I want to see them shake hands at, at, at midfield before and after the game. <laughs> Number three, I got one you had, Notre Dame Stadium. Uh, obviously, tradition, bucket list event, preferably against Michigan whenever they uh, they wipe their pussies and put Michigan back on the screen. Ah! Uh, number two, <laughs> I got Beaver Stadium, uh, Penn State, night game, whiteout, 100%. It's that would a must-see. So cool. uh, preferably not against Michigan. <laughs> yeah. uh, so that you can join in the fun? Go see, yeah, watch yeah. them beat Ohio State's ass or That'd something be like fun. that. That'd be pretty That'd be cool. cool. Uh, and number one for me, I'm shocked that you didn't have this on your list, is Tiger Stadium, LSU. Death Valley. It's a tough one. W- women, food, and football. Let's at night. Go. At, at night. night. Yeah, yep. that's – so if I had to go past five, there was three that were kind of on my list. There was that one. There's Clemson. Yeah. Um, 
just the idea of them like touching the rock and running down that hill and all that kind of the intensity, the bus ride around the stadium before they did. Nobody falls down the hill. I don't know how, dude, because (laughs) it's steep and it's not exactly flat. It's all like kind of gnarly. Juice too. You're coming down that thing. Imagine some fat lineman like takes a dip on that one, dude. There'd be (laughs) thirty-five guys coming right over the top of him, just totally busting ass. Looks like little giants coming to. And we talked about this a million times, dude. But like. Uh, the idea of just being at the game and turn it going into the fourth quarter at Wisconsin where they do jump around, mm. that would be totally yeah, fun and shit, going. man. Like, I just I look forward to that. They play so many games at noon. Yeah. It's usually yeah, one of those do. games you see early in the day on Saturday, and it just juices you up. Plus, they're always yeah. a good team, and they play competitive against the best competition. Sure. So even the game itself would be worth it. So I will throw this one out at you. I was feeling a little nostalgic, and if you took me back like 30, 40 years, because it's the only thing going in the entire fucking state, but Nebraska. Nebraska. I had that one, I had like six for me. There's yeah, such I shit. The I don't thing. even know if they fill the stadium anymore. They're so bad now, but God, 30, 40 yeah. years ago, 30 years ago, 25 years ago, holy shit, man. There's the no place. That's a good one, too. You said that's a good one. It's yeah. just so scenic. It's almost a little too chill. Because it's California and they're all laid back and everything. But if you've ever seen like the the camera angle from like almost oh like, my God. and you see like the mountains and the Sierra and and the sun setting and all this kind. I mean, dude. Yeah, it's. I, I'll take that. The one. field, the field's perfect. Perfect. The weather, perfect. Like everything's perfect. Oh man. It just almost looks fake. You know, it's just so glorious there. So, yeah, that's a good that's a good list. Not too bad. Thank you. Thank you for partaking. Fun stuff. 70 in the books, my man. What do you got today? I got three for you, buddy. Uh, at number three, three-time second-team All-Pro, two-time Pro Bowler, and he's known for that weird-ass play where he, f- he recovers a fumble and runs the wrong way for his own safety is Vikings defensive end Jim Marshall. Oh, nice. Number two. That's a, that's, a, that's the NFL's version of Bill Buckner, right? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> he's God. going the wrong way. God. Two-time NFL champ, four-time All-Pro, five-time Pro Bowler, Hall of Fame Colts, Defensive tackle Art Donovan. And number one, 1956 NFL champ, two time All Pro, five time Pro Bowler, Hall of Fame Giants and Redskins linebacker Sam Huff. Hey, I got a question for you. Was Leonard Marshall number 70 for the Giants? I think he, he might have been. Leonard Marshall. Let me see. Should I look it up on the smart machine? Yeah, you got your mini smart machine right there. Why don't you look that up? I think I'm right about that. And I'm not even a Giants fan, but I remember those are the years that like the Giants were really good and. Isn't he the one that put the smackdown? Leonard Marshall wore number seventy. Isn't he the one that put the smackdown on Joe Montana that, that one year in the playoffs? Um, that, that might have been a little before my time. Oh Jesus, you're so young. <laughs> Can't stand it. I think that was the case. Hey, today in sports history, 1927. We're going back in the time machine here, but to a good one. Yankees first baseman Lou Gehrig hits three home runs in an 11-4 victory over Boston. Where? Fenway Stadium, baby. Jam it right up their ass in their own home. Good job, Lou Gehrig. (laughs) Nothing like getting a disease named after you. Oh, my goodness. Too much? Was that too much? We love Lou Gehrig. Come on. Yes, we do. Good job. Good job, my man. Hey, good one I liked today. your list today. I liked your list today. Good stuff to work on. Yeah, it's good. Do you know? Good. Do you think KD made a mistake? Oh, because you didn't really answer. You kind of just threw it. I, I did. I said. I said. I, I I threw it in there quick because you. I okay. wanted to let you roll on it. I said. I totally agree with you. 
Yeah. Oh, dude, he's got to be. I, and like you said, I don't care what he says now. He's definitely kicking himself in the ass. Just because, and maybe he's the only one who doesn't see the Kyrie thing. But it's that's what I'm thinking because if you're friends, you're like, I don't give a shit. It's my friend, so be it. He's like got to at least be the able two to. Rings help. Yeah, sure. He's not still, but he's got to be looking at it, saying, "Of course, of course, we would have won more. Man. Of course, like you just wait. Three years removed now, he'd certainly have at least one more, probably two. Yeah, with more to come. They're still in their prime. Absolutely." And with an organization that's not afraid. No, no. To make moves, to spend somebody money. Said, somebody uh, uh, you know Doug Gottlieb, college guy, yes. analyst. He was on DP today because he's uh, he's going to be in New York for the draft, so he flew, he drove up to Connecticut to do uh, a segment or two. Yeah. He threw out a possibility of the Warriors maybe trading Poole, Kaminga, and somebody else for Bradley Beal. I heard those same names, and if they pull that off, you might as well just skip it. Skip next year. Right. Beal is really good, dude. He is stuck in purgatory over there in Washington. Also, do you want to upset the apple cart? Because you got a pretty good thing with this guy. I don't think he's that kind of guy, though. I'm not saying him. He's not that kind of guy, so I think that works for them. Because You have to look at it. Here's a guy who says— Would you do it if you had to get rid of Wiggins, though? Yeah, right? I'll take Bradley yeah. Beal. Bradley Beal's yeah. a baller, dude. He plays hurt. Um, he he doesn't get hurt often. He never pisses and moans either. He never bitches and moans, and he plays for the Washington, whatever the hell they are, Wizards. And even as bad as they've been, he always says, oh, I'm fine. I like playing here. I'm, this is my team. I want them to be good. I want to be good here. Like, And they tried. They tried to bring in John Wall and somebody else. And, and failed whatever. massively. Dude, John Wall opted. I don't know if you heard this. He opted into his player option this year. Yeah, forty something million. I saw. I thought I saw. 40 he won't even play. He didn't play this whole past season. They just DNP him. I was. I was going to give him another forty million. I was like, did he get hurt or did he just sign up? They to just play? DNP'd him. I don't know why. I don't. I. I. You know, I don't know enough about Houston to know why. Listen, I love my company for me long ago. Scotty, listen, stay home, dude. Take he's, the computer away. And he, he was forty million. He's gonna go two enjoy, years. Enjoy eighteen holes. He's gonna go two years not playing any basketball, making eighty million dollars. What the hell? That's crazy. We'll end it on that. For Scott Bracy, <laughs> for Scott Bracy, I'm Pete Colasano. You've been listening to Bump and Run. We'll catch you guys next week. Later.